Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. <laughs> now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Friday morning, everybody's kind of getting ready for this weather system coming. Anyway, all right, it's 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run up to uh, Lake Houston. Let's check in with John Littleton this morning, see what his preparations incur here. John, good morning. What's up? Hey, good morning, Captain. How are you today, sir? It's all good, man. It's all good. Thanks for asking. Yes, sir. Feet hit the ground whenever I rolled out of bed, and, you know, heck, it, it uh, you know, going to be a good day. I don't know about tomorrow, though. <laughs> Man, well, you know, tomorrow, you know, it is. You know that's going to be our warmest day for about the next 10 days, it looks like. <laughs> tomorrow yeah, looks better. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it never fails, this tournament day, you know, and sure. it's one of those... We were going over schedules last night, and uh, there's we have three of those weekend Saturdays, and we have two tournaments on the same day this year. Normally, we'll do one, maybe two. This year, we got three, and there might even be another one in September. We're not for sure on that day, but uh, yeah, so we get to fish two tournaments tomorrow. Kind of like it though, in a way, because it uh, it gets it frees me up another weekend, you know, because you can get two in on one day, then you know that'll save you from fishing the next Saturday or you know something like that. So you get that knocked out of the way, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, 
fishing had picked up a little bit, Mickey. I mean, we've been out looking around and, you know, catching a couple here and there and, yeah. uh, you know, just, you know, normal stuff. Uh, the water's horrible. It's muddy. Uh, we low 50s. I think the highest we found this week was 56. So, you know, it, it's just... You know, it's just cold and yucky, and don't you know? A lot of this fishing stuff is mental. You know, you you get it in your brain that oh man, they ain't gonna bite. The water's muddy. It's cold. Well, you're probably not gonna catch a lot. So you know, you just gotta kind of think positive and get a good positive attitude and get out there and do your best. Hey, you might not catch them, but. You know, you're you're not beating yourself to death over conditions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, but uh, you know, it's all it's all good. Uh, I, I tell you, we had a meeting last night, and when we got to the, we have it there at Lake Houston Marina on Thursday nights before the tournament, and there was like four boats in the parking lot, trailers, and it's like seven o'clock. Goodness. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? So after the meeting, I went down there, and a couple of the guys were loading up, and they said they're killing the crappie. Uh, you know, this colder water than crappie, they found them in these deeper holes. And, you know, they're not catching limits, but, you know, they're catching good ones. It's time you're catching big ones, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, soaking minnows. You know, they yeah. said they can't get them to bite a, uh, you know, a little jig, but right. uh, they're, you know, soaking minnows in 18 to 25 foot of water in brush piles. I'll be darned. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's not a lot of places you can do that because, uh, I, you know, I, I asked, you know, I said, you know, what area y'all fishing? And they said they're fishing in the bayou. So, uh you know, there's some deeper water in the bayou. Right. And you know, getting in some of them bins, and they're loaded up with, you know, brush piles and stumps and debris. So that's what, you know, that's what they're doing. And they said they're just tight mining. They're not fishing with a slip cord. They're just dropping it. You know, of course. Pretty much one like of the guys jig fishing with a minnow. Yeah. One of the guy had some good electronics on his boat. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's just sitting over them and just dropping down to them. So, yeah. uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of asked if he wanted to share some, but he didn't want to share him. <laughs> no, people are pretty stingy with them crappie, man. <laughs> That's kind of like yeah. walking down on one of the docks around Galveston and asking somebody for a flounder. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> get a fillet knife in your hand. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you can, uh, you know, my father-in-law and one of his buddies used to, they'd fish early in the year like this in January. I mean, it'd be, they'd have some cold weather. They'd go in and they'd do the same thing. They'd fish, uh, those deep, deep drop-offs and, uh, boy, they wouldn't, they wouldn't catch limits of crappie, but the ones they caught, they were saddle blankets. Big ones. Yeah. Well, that's, you know. I, and, you know, I told him we were bass fishing, you know, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, and uh, 
He said every once in a while, he said, we'll hook up. And he said, now we're fishing four-pound test line and little spinning rods. And, you know, he said, oh, we'll get broke off. And he says, you know, I know that's probably a bass. Now, it's probably not a giant bass, but, it, you know, maybe a two-pounder or something. But, uh, you know, uh, I said, well, that's good to know because i got a couple areas that I can go and throw a Carolina rig on, you know, and get down there a little bit deeper or throw a, a lot of times I'll make long casts with a jig, you uh-huh. know, and just work the jig down through there, you know, right. uh, you know, and you can pick up a bass or bass or two every once in a while. I think my goal for tomorrow, if I can get three, I'll be happy, you know, so I'd love to get five, but man, it's going to be tough. Shoot but, for three and hope for five. Yeah. 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 But like I said, the, the the few fish we are catching are decent. I, I yeah. mean, you know, we had one, we had one that was, you know, three and a half. Uh, so you know, that's a good fish for me for Lake Houston, especially this time of year. Yeah, this you know, time get a of year, you, you, you can You'll put five together like that. That's uh, definitely going to be a cash out. Oh yeah, yeah. Get you five over yeah. three. That uh, that's that'll be pretty strong. Oh, if I, if we could get 13, 14 pounds, we'd definitely get a check. Oh, no doubt. You know, there's always going to be somebody, you know how it is. Hopefully it's us that'll stumble on a, you know, that 15 pound bag, you know, Right. but, uh, yeah. And you know, the South end of the lake, um, it's not that bad. You know, the water temp's a little that's where we found the 56 degree temp and the water is not quite as muddy, but it's still off color. But, um, you know, you can throw a spinner bait or a crankbait or something a little bit more moving, uh, you know, and get those fish to react a little bit. But, uh, majority of the fish, you know, right now, you, you know, you just got to sit there, yeah. you know, and barely move it. You know, just get it in front of their face and, uh, you know, just shake it and, you know, try to tice, entice them to bite, you know. But uh, we'll see. I, you know, I hope we'll have a good turnout tomorrow. Um, you know, like I said, being the first tournament of the year and being two tournaments at one time, you know, I hope we'll get 30, 35 boats tomorrow. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be pretty good. It'll it's good, you know, to get out there and get started. And uh, I was going to try to head up to the deer lease and, you know, got the granddaughter still needs a killer a deer. And I don't know. I just, I hate to get stuck up. You know, they're out of school Monday and I'm off Monday. So we thought we'd ride up Sunday afternoon and hunt Sunday afternoon and Monday. But, man, I don't know. We got to check the, you know, we got to check the weather up there it it looked it said 20 tuesday morning some sleep you know and <laughs> i know the deer will be moving but that's i don't want to get stuck up there and you know have a hard time getting back home with icy yeah that's the and, big dilemma when you go somewhere like that i've uh i've had the same problems you know with south texas with 59 and I remember one yeah. Christmas we were going to Mexico and we had to delay a day for them to clear 59, all the snow off of it. I think that's when Rockport had like 12 inches that Christmas. 
And right. Galveston had six. Laredo had six. I mean, we got to Laredo, and that was just weird when you get there to cross and you see all that snow everywhere. You never see anything like that. Pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. Nuts. I, I know. I heard you talking to Tommy about, you know, icy conditions and, I, I'll tell you, I'll never forget. I was fishing the BASS tournament on Table Rock in Missouri, and Ugh. and it was a, the first week of November, and it was like our championship. And you know, if you win, you you know you move on up. And and uh, I, the whole week we were there, I think the high was twenty seven. And after the second day of practice, you could not stand on the deck of your boat. Sleet, snow, ice. And one of the guys said, hey, maybe we ought to get some golf shoes. And so we all went to Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, back when they had the steel spikes. Yeah. Yep, yep. And we'd be doing a dance around your your deck of your boat, breaking up the ice with them spikes on your (laughs) your shoes. That's the only way you could stand. You know, you couldn't stand on the the deck of the boat because you'd slip, bust your you know what, but you know, it, it, uh, it was, uh, it was a little tricky. You know, I I met a guy down in, uh, it was after the freeze in 1983. We were down in the surf by the, uh, South jetty catching huge trout and just, we weren't even wading in the water. We had our waders on, but the fish were in the first gut. And I met a guy, a real nice man. His name was Nelson. They called him the jetty walker. And that's what he wore to walk those rocks was golf shoes. Yeah. Keep from slipping. Well, those worked. I'm telling you, those those worked. Uh, of course, you know, I don't yeah, That's fine if you even... got a boat with carpet, but, boy, you're getting one of our yeah. center consoles with a <laughs> bare deck. That's uh, oh, not no, good no, on no. the deck of that boat. That'll mess it <laughs> no, up. No, no, no. We, uh, you know, we had carpet, but they put us all, we were all put up in, a, like, some condo areas there, right, but, you know, we could park our boats in the boat slips. Right. And go walk down there you had to watch walking down there it's kind of steep little you definitely want them on walk, walking on those wooden frozen docks man yeah it was a little tricky there was a couple of them that had a little mishaps you know but you know and you're you're trying to carry gear and oh yeah you know all this other stuff and it, it was a little tricky but i you promise know. you that's how you get yeah. hurt break a collarbone or dislocate a shoulder that's not good yeah yeah but uh, we're oh, going to go. these fish make go us go through and do, man. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I won't go to work in those days, but I'll go fishing. You know. I'll, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's, it's, we're not going to do that. So, you know, but we'll definitely go fishing. But, well, you know, the older it, I it, get, the more of a fair-weather fisherman I've become. Yeah, I I've got a good friend of mine that he's, he, he is an excellent fisherman, but you know, he, he's a fair weather guy, you know, Sounds I mean, like he'll Clint play Eastwood that said, weather. Hey, man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, Mickey, I've seen him miss some good days and I've, you well, know, yeah. cause you know, you, you and I both know it's a forecast. It's not written in stone. This is what's going to happen. Exactly. So, you know, it could be oh fifty percent chance of rain and it you know you know, storm or it might not rain a drop. Right. So, you know, you just you just gotta make up your mind and go and 
and, uh, you know, do the best you can. And if you catch them, you do. And if you don't, hey, you know, you play the game the next week. So. All right, John. Well, hey, I wish you the best. And uh, if somebody wants to call you, how do they get a hold of you, my friend? Sure. They can always call me on my cell, 281-222-8544. If I don't answer, leave me a message. You know, I will call you back. Sounds good. All right. All right, John. Well, good luck and uh, stay warm, my friend. I'm going to try. Y'all be careful, Mickey. Take care, John. All right. Later. Bye. All right. Well, you know, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to do all your shopping at a meat market. Great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken, not to mention their great processing facility. And every week they have a, you know, they double feature their different blends of uh, pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And they have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. That's served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they have wild game processing. They're open year-round for that. A lot of people don't realize that, but the Belleville process is year-round. And uh, check out in their wild game processing. They're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs this year. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. Their processing facility is open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and on Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and the Belleville Meat Market celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, I'm chilling on a dirt road, laid back, swerving like I'm George Jones. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show 519 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's head down to Texas City. Let's check in with our good friend, Mr. Dave Fremont. I'll just call him Texas City Dave, my man. What's up, Dave? Good morning, Captain Mickey. How you doing? <clears throat> oh, I'm doing just fine. I made my way down here to the Texas City Dyke, and I've already taken my tour down to the end and back, and Man, that wind is blowing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it'll blow the taste right out of your mouth, Mickey. Yeah, I mean, it will, it's man. just you got to you got to keep your mouth shut, and it ain't easy for me to do. But it's uh, it's real. And you know what? It's a, it's got so doggone much west in it. it. It even looks like it's still here on the coast. Um, it's got a little west southwest to it. Right. Uh, it's it's blowing right down the dike. I mean, it's just straight down to well that makes a little bit of a turn uh, towards there about the last third of it but um so it was hard to see i didn't see any water breaking on either side and i'm going what the heck the bait flags are just like unreal but when i got out that that's what it was it's, it's got a it's just about all west and when that front came through it didn't waste any time mickey there was hardly any moisture in it i'm sure you saw that and it yeah it had but that it, little thin rat tail along the coast with <clears throat> light light green in it uh, all the any substantial rain was above us in that front line but eagle point right now showing west southwest at 29 that that pretty much goes right with what i'm what i'm looking at here in terms of uh yeah indication you're spot on. With, you got the direction down pat buddy <laughs> that's, a, that's a crazy front there. I mean, that's one of the fastest moving ones. I mean, it ain't got much to it in terms of 
a front line, but uh, it made up for it in, in, in terms of turning that wind, uh, turning it on. It is blowing. And it's got, if it turns up, then I think it will. I looked at a little bit of a prediction. It looks like it will get more of a, a northerly kick to it. Yes. That's going to blow, that's going to blow that water on clean on out the kingdom come. It's going to really do something. It, uh, well, when I came into the studio this morning, it was south at about 25 to 30, and then here we go, big switch, real quick. I thought I was going to have to uh, <laughs> tie, that, tie, down, tie down my garbage can when I was rolling it out to the street a while ago. Ain't no telling where it's going to be when I get back home. It it uh, it was really howling, even up there in League City. So, But we'll see what happens. Uh I can tell you this about that. There wasn't anybody fishing out on the bike. There wasn't a soul out there. And uh, we'll probably get a couple of takers later on today. But uh, you got some of the ones that just got a fish, and uh, they know it's going to be mighty cold here coming up in short order. So they'll probably uh, grab a little bait and and go out there on the rocks for a little while. But you got to hang on to everything you got right now if you're going to go out there and fish. And... Uh, it's uh, it's really windy. Pretty cool. Yeah, I've had uh, several listeners texting me all morning. You know, if I was going to talk to Dave, I said, "Yeah, I usually do every Friday morning." They're they're wanting to know if you know anything about that double murder out towards the end of the dike, night before last or whatever. A couple were out there or something, and uh, <sighs> around four miles out, you know, where the beach area is on the left. Yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, but I don't have any any details. I don't know exactly. I don't know any more than what anyone else read on that uh, on that little old, uh, online deal. I think it's I forty five or something like that. That uh, right. they had they had posted something up about it. But uh, there were a, a lot of folks there coming into the store and such, saying that uh, there's something bad going on out there. And uh, quite a few emergency vehicles came on by the store and. Right. Um, and there was one feller that posted in my fishing group. Um, he, he showed a real nice picture of a big old, uh, black drum that he had landed. He says, I caught that dude right as all that stuff was going on. He said, I, I was, when they were taking my picture, they, uh, they was uh, just piling up emergency vehicles. He said, I don't know what was going on, but it didn't look good. And, but, uh, I really don't know any more than that, Mickey. I'm sure more yeah. will come as they as they put it out, but it's always sad to see something like that. I know it. I don't. Uh, I don't know where they were fishing, or it was just some wrong place, the wrong time, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about. Uh, it. That's why I ask. Yeah, I don't inquiring about. Yeah, it I don't morning. know. I don't know. When it when it happened yesterday evening, it was. Uh, it happened all of a sudden, and the next thing is just a whole lot of people. There wasn't wasn't a whole lot of people out on the dock. They they claim that nobody nobody witnessed it, but right. uh, somebody somebody had to witness it if they did the shooting. Somebody somebody saw it happen, but uh, they'll uh, they didn't have anybody to interview for that matter as far as anything that was going on. But I'm sure that more will come to light as they go deeper in investigation. But uh, that's a crazy world we live in today. So. Everybody, watch yourselves. I know. It, I don't. I, I sometimes I think it's just because I've I've gotten older now and I'm starting sounding more and more like my folks and grandfolks did. Uh, 
about how how bad the times were and ain't nothing as good as like it used to be but <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're right there though you know I, oh yeah you know i catch myself but, saying things and and thinking things just like my parents and grandparents did you know the older i get i'm going you know they were pretty spot on they were right <laughs> yeah, that's because they lived it you that's know it. hey experience is everything yeah it is it is well mickey i I see what i can tell you about what's going on in terms of bait wise as far as a fishing report it's non-existent but right uh what's going to happen there is is uh the the big black drum as far as uh folks that like to fish on the dike and 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 do the bull ridge and the black drum thing that's fixing to come in to play here in short order we we start seeing an increase of the big uglies uh, in February, and we're right on, around the corner of February. As soon as this this big cold weather shakeup uh, gets through, uh, it'll turn that water around. Like you say, it's going to drop that water temperature in a hurry. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> we've got live shrimp now at Boyd's One Stop. Uh, how long we'll have that, it could last a good while if we don't have customers getting it. Uh, but as that water temperature turns around and gets upside down, live bait will be harder and harder not only to find, but it'll be difficult to keep it alive. Because right. when that water temperature drops, especially in the bait tanks, we don't have a lot of depth. And, and when that water gets cold, when that wind comes blowing through the bait camp, uh, it'll uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll really through there. <laughs> <laughs> Why it'll, it it'll do the bait tanks, man. <laughs> We've seen that before too. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. If you don't you don't like the weather around here, you know the deal. It's going to be real in the field. But uh, <laughs> that's all part of the game. We'll see how that rolls out. But uh, Alberto has got a uh, plethora. If the, I don't know what that means, but I read it somewhere. That's He's got a he got a bunch. He got. <laughs> He's got a bunch of finger mullets. I mean, he's got them things all over the place. So uh, if there's still a straggling uh, wannabe flounder fisherman, and that's what I am all the time, uh, <laughs> sna- snag you a few of these finger mullet and, and hunker down and find you a hole because there might, well, there's flounder here year-round, but there might still be another big, fat female that's lazy getting out uh to make it out there to do her thing in the Gulf of Mexico, you might be able to catch one or two. I don't know. She's uh, probably just laying around waiting for somebody to catch her and put her on their uh, (laughs) platter on a table. You never know. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you don't know unless you go. You got to go. I I haven't had one this this season. It breaks my heart. This is the – this is the first year that I didn't fish one single time for flounder during the during the season, and I sure don't like Texas Parks and Wildlife for that. <laughs> I know you and a lot of folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear about that now, but I um, did you, I, I guess you probably hadn't. Well, I hadn't heard anything. I heard from one guy. There was only like maybe 21, 22 people at that scoping meeting in Texas City last night over the trout regulations. It no. sounds like to me everybody's pretty burnt out on this topic, and they just said, hell, we're not going. Heck with it. I think that uh, a bunch of us that are in the in the older gap of age is pretty much burnt out on a lot of stuff and, and, uh, yes. with what's going on. So it's kind of it's sad because when you get indifferent, 
people can kind of have their way. Sometimes you got to buck up and and fight. But right now, I just I don't see a whole lot of uh, support or activity towards any one common cause. But we'll see how it goes. The younger generation needs to pick it up, fellas. Get that's with it. it, you know. But uh, well, that's we'll so what... true. It just, uh, it, it just, man, we're just. It's hard to regulate yourself back into a good fishery when there's so many other variables in, involved. And the reason we don't have the fishery that we've been accustomed to all our lives, you know, environmental is probably the the biggest key to all that. Environmental yeah. fallout and, and changes in, you know, you know, water quality and, and lack of habitat. There's just so many variables and, you know, the, the fear, unfortunately, that's the only thing we can do about it is, uh, punish the fishermen for it and curtail their limits and everything else, trying to, trying to better the fishery. At least we're trying. And, that's uh, exactly right. It's, yeah. uh, you know, we've never seen it. We've never been in a pickle like this before, coastwise. Yes, yes, sir. And what's sad too is that there's there's things that we had when when we were younger, and well, we can get maybe we can get the blame for some of it because we didn't do as good a job watching what we should have been watching. But yeah, but, but the, the the the, the next know, that, generation, that's a whole different. Yeah, it, well, you know, you know, a cycle of a trout, you know, is anywhere from seven to nine years, and it, uh, it's it's yeah. hard to go back and blame all the old timers for as many fish as they caught You're, because those fish would ended up dead anyway because of that's their cycles. Right. Yeah. So. Some things, some things, the 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 next generation won't even see that we we were, we were able to enjoy the oysters. We could talk about exactly. that. The, I mean that that was just so wonderful to to when we were young to be able to just go out and harvest oysters on your yeah, own. I, I, grab you a five just, gallon bucket and walk down the bank on a low tide and and pick the oysters you wanted to eat that night. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these, some of those things will will never return, and you know, there's all, already oyster farmings turned into such a big thing, and I don't think we'll ever get back to the where it was, and you know, all, all the way across the board. But all we sure. can do is just keep keep on trying and be thankful for what we've got. Yeah, but uh, could be a lot worse. <laughs> we couldn't be involved in the outdoors. I, I could never picture myself being that way. I just, uh, yeah. it's been my life. We yeah, take nothing for it. Yeah, I hear you, Mickey. Well, I'd like to say one other thing, uh, unless yeah. another thing comes up, and that is is that I wanted to thank the customers this last weekend. Mickey, we had the most phenomenal uh, wild-caught Gulf of Mexico white shrimp sale that uh, <laughs> we ever put on. And I talked to Jason specifically about the outcome, and it was like like in a proportions that it's never we've never done before. In two days... Uh, between Santa Fe and Texas City, we moved a mountain of, of shrimp, and it made us feel good for a lot of reasons. Just uh, so many customers let us know how how much they enjoyed it, the way we presented it, the way it went down. We had our fingers and toes crossed. We had so many things that could have went wrong and almost right. did, but just just unbelievable. I mean, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about 10,000 pounds. I'm talking about 20,000 pounds plus got moved through the, the two locations over that. Well, and I, I friends come down and, uh, they reserved them and came down and bought them and they, they just couldn't say enough good things yeah. about it. There you go. Well, they, 
they came out and they supported us and they supported the shrimpers. All of that is, is uh, when I say local, it's Gulf of Mexico shrimp, so it's all up and down the Texas right. and even some of it, maybe Louisiana coast, but, but the folks came in now, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Jason was almost paying people to take them. I'm, I mean, these shrimp prices were un- unbelievable, but the, uh, it, it just worked out so well and everybody overall was happy about it. And we were, I just want to thank everybody for their support. Unreal. And, and, and we explained, Hey, we don't have crawfish. Jason put on a pretty good little old video you know i videoed him talking straight up about it and uh kind of told it like it was and everybody just hey they wanted to get some put in their freezers so keep your freezers going folks keep that cold weather uh from shutting you down and uh, i'm kind of trying to gather up if i can get my generator going like you if i can get a little backup going but i think it I think even if we lose power for a little while, just keep your freezers shut. Don't open them and look inside of them, and uh, they'll hold up pretty well. Heck, yeah. All right. Buddy. Well, Mick, thank you, Mickey. Boyd's One Stop, 227 Dyke Road, 409-945-4001. We're going to remain open 24 hours unless it gets so nasty that uh, everybody that's working there says, nope, we're going home. But we'll just stay open as long as we can. I'll post it on Facebook. And uh, thank you so much for letting me rattle on this morning. Hey, I always enjoy it, Dave. You have a good weekend, and I appreciate the update. Take care, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right, Dave. Later. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. With we Captain Nikki Eastman. in a fever. Hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 539 here in the Bayou City. Final segment already. Time has flown on by this morning. All right, let's finish it off with Captain Steve Hillman. Hillman, what's up? Not much. Just getting ready for this polar vortex or polar express, <laughs> blizzard, whatever it is coming through. <laughs> starting to build megaloo hopefully i'm done in time oh yeah we'll we'll get through it <clears throat> panic is in the air <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i People saw remember uh, all the you know these freezes all the busted pipes i mean these homes nowadays they're just not built for this kind of stuff when we get do get cold weather and not the ones not our homes them. yeah the homes down here in the south are certainly not but uh I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I mean, I was looking this morning, and, and now they're saying it's not even supposed to drop below freezing until, like, really late Monday night. And then Tuesday, I think the high, well, here in Santa Fe is, like, 36 or 37. Then it, then it's supposed to get down to, like, 20. Some, some forecasts say 17. Some say 22. Some say 26. Who knows? Yeah, just surf but, around. Do you find the one you like? Just cope yeah, with it. Yeah, but really it's just that seems like that one night tuesday night seems like it's gonna be the worst you know and then yeah. temperature's not getting out of that mid-30s all day but uh <clears throat> shouldn't be too hard to prepare for that no we'll um, be all right <clears throat> we'll be all right fish wise too wrap your pipes yeah, and yeah. wrap your trout <laughs> <clears throat> yeah it'll take it'll take what some of these fish we we have left it'll it'll group them up in a few little areas there but I hadn't heard anything about Parks and Wildlife, any uh, closures. Have you? No. 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 Pretty quiet. But 
I guess uh, they'll address that if it, if needed. But but no, I only fished. Uh, I got back. From, I got back from the ranch Saturday, and uh, after a pretty long couple of stints there, and started fishing Sunday, and I fished three days since then, and it's it's just been. I've had two good, two decent days. Yeah. And one, and then yesterday was really slow. Um, Sunday I had Stephen Hicks and Marie and, and we just, uh, we we're going to go to Matagorda, but we stayed here and, and, uh, we ended up, I don't know. We, I think we caught in the neighborhood of 20, 21 trout. We had 11, 11 or 12 legal trout, you know, and they, they kept a few and then they kept a red, but it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that great. It was, it was kind of just steady, you know? Yeah. And, uh, we had, <clears throat> had a couple 20 inches, 21 inch or biggest trout was like 21 inches. You know, we let go obviously, but, uh, but it was just, uh, pick and peck really moving around and, and everything on tails, everything on like chicken on a chain and then caught quite a few on that, uh, as it, when the sun came on up and water was, it was decent. It was kind of stained to start the morning. We had a lot of rain, I guess, while I was at the ranch. Yeah. And uh, and we caught someone dark colors early, chicken on chain, basically, and then and uh, maybe a few on Texas roach. And then we, we relocated, found some better water. Sun was out. We caught someone that looked good in a shrimp. But shrimp. pretty much everything. Yeah, that's just been a really good color the last that's a couple good of bite, months. man. Yes, it is. It really is. And there's something about in the winter time and even in the spring, <clears throat> excuse me, so anything with pink in it seems to work really well for us in the winter and the spring, especially if that you get in that real green water. But, uh, so that wasn't a bad, wasn't too bad of a day. We caught a couple of flounder. They were right at 15. We threw back. We're catching flounder just about every day still, but not as many keepers as we were. But, um, and everything's same thing I've been doing for months, just fishing ledges and, and, uh, with towheads, scattered shell drops off in the mud near deep water, blah, blah, blah. It's the same pattern that we've been on for a long, long time, uh, probably since mid to late November. But, uh, but the bites seem to be not, not as frequent as they, you know, a month, December ended up being a pretty darn good month overall. Mm. And, and that what few, trips i've run so far this month we're kind of getting in that back and forth we're not kind of we are in that back and forth pattern where you, you, you it's hard to string very many good days together for me at least you know and i'm talking about when i say good day catching 20 30 you know yeah. legal fish <clears throat> but uh but then uh, that was sunday and then i didn't fish again until wednesday jake and i went and we had that front it blew through Monday or Tuesday. We lost a bunch of water. And uh, Jake and I jumped in a buddy's boat, his little uh, show water cat, and this thing will run in nothing. It will run in like four or five inches. And, and we waited till almost 1 o'clock to go out and try to get some water back in the bay. There wasn't a lot of water that ever came back till later that night. And, and we just we moved around fishing little guts and stuff, deep pockets. And the two of us, we fished for, I think, three and a half, four hours, and and we caught, I think we counted 26 trout, and uh, we had 12 legal fish up to like 21 inches. Same deal. A lot, everywhere, and that was in a different part of the bay. And we turned everything loose, of course, and and, um, 
and uh, I'd say about half of them were on corkies and, and twitch baits. Uh, caught some on double D. Um, I didn't have any lilies or hot rods. I was actually in a friend's boat. I just had one little bag of baits with me and we caught some on worms. And then Jake was throwing some little Yozuri twitch bait that he did pretty good on. Right. But, but I don't know if it mattered. I think it's just we found a couple of good pockets of bait uh, where there's a lot of active mullet and uh, stacked up from the low tide and the cold water. Water temperatures like even at 1 o'clock where we started was like 52.7 coming off the hills of that front. Mm-hmm. But uh, the highest water temperature I found this week was I think yesterday. It got up to like 57 and change. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, yesterday, so uh, I relocated again. And basically fished three different parts of the bay, all three trips, and and the results had kind of been about the same overall. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, yesterday was was just man, we got out there. A lot there. of wind to contend with yesterday. <clears throat> that wind really got up. It did, but when we first got there, it had two guys, Ronnie Ray, and and uh, man, we pulled up, and I still had a corky tied on, just the old original corky with the the green you know chartreuse back pearl sides mm-hmm. and, and uh they've been eating that pretty good too man it's amazing that that they bait been is still that since that bait came out exactly Imagine exactly that. <laughs> i know that's probably and, uh, out of all the colors that's probably the most popular one and caught the most fish for of sure all time. is that uh pearl for, with a, for with sure a green it is. Bag. yeah yep, yep. but it was right. still kind of dark it was still kind of dark when we got there yesterday and uh i could I could see that, you know, looking at my trim tabs and everything, it would look like the clarity was pretty good. And, and uh, so I just kept that bait on and we were drifting in about three foot of water. And I, I bent the, the tail down and the nose down a little bit just to get it down. And me and first cast, I, I catch a, a, a beautiful 16 inch trout, just a gorgeous 16 inch trout. <laughs> but uh, first I get, I catch one on the first cast. I miss one on the second cast, and then I catch two more on the next two casts. I'm like, here we go, man. Goodness. And I'm I'm getting bit, and uh, obviously nothing big. Long story short, that first drift, we caught three legal fish, and I think three or four throwbacks, and I don't know how many we lost and missed. And just to summarize, we fished until 1 o'clock. We ended up catching five trout. It was Everything was on that first drift. I mean, we caught two Highlight more of since the day. Then. First drift. That's it, boys. Wrap them up. We're heading back. It was crazy. <laughs> well, by the they, it wasn't just the wind. Exactly, it wasn't just the wind. The um, the bite obviously shut down as it got lighter. Right. And uh, but then about gosh, I don't know, eight o'clock, eight thirty, it kicked up to seventeen or eighteen. And where I was by ten or ten thirty, it was gusting. I looked on my phone; it was gusting to twenty six. Yeah. And man, you just can't drift in that stuff. It was. No. But we ended up catching ten or eleven throwbacks and five legal trout. It was it was horrible. And uh, but that was yesterday was kind of one of those days you just kind of write off, you know. Right. But still fishing the same type of structure and everything, just different part of the bay, fishing troughs and a little bit of shell, a little bit of mud. Um, did get a little bit of streak in action yesterday from that wind, but it didn't do us any good. The bite was just, man, when they decide to quit, they just quit. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. It seems yeah. like we, I threw everything in the box. Just keep at whipping that dead horse, man. That's it. Just keep throwing to your shoulders hurt some more, you know, but, uh, 
but that's it. I mean, that's my, that's my little week in a nutshell. And then I didn't go to the hearing. You know, these were, we had yeah, a scoping. The turnout meeting. was really light last night. It was, there was 23 people there. I had a couple of friends report back to me, but, uh, there was 23 attendees and, and these, these were hearings. These weren't scoping meetings. You know, there's a difference. A hearing, you have three minutes, you get up there and talk and, and uh, basically, well, you're supposed to stay within the scope of the meeting. A lot of people get off topic and everything, but it's one of the reasons I don't, I don't go to, I didn't go to it last night. Now I, I was just tired. I mean, I came home, went to bed, but, but, um, but you, you have three minutes to, to, uh, voice your support or, or not, uh, for, for the proposal. So, or whatever ideas you have. And, and, you know, I, the feedback I heard from friends is that it was overall was positive and, uh, there weren't too many knuckleheads there spewing stuff. So, yeah, but. I just I use a different avenue. Uh, I I write letters to the commissioners. I I uh, send emails. I'm basically maybe the same net effect as going to a hearing. Probably more effective, quite frankly. But uh, you know I'm 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 in support of, of the slot limit, fifteen to twenty. I'm not in support of the one. 25 inch or better per person per day. I'm not in support of that. I think we ought to go to a tagging system <clears throat> of one or two a year over 25. And, uh, you know, something similar to what we do with the redfish. But there's, you know, these, we can keep tweaking the regs and doing this, doing that. It's, it'll help. It can't hurt. I think the slot is a really good idea from a biomass standpoint and to help increase, you know, our age classes. But man, there's so many other moving parts to it. I, I talk about it there all the time. Is. Environmental issues, habitat issues, but we have to control what we can control. You know, it's this whole thing is just turning into a dead horse. But it has to be addressed. It does because fishing obviously is not anywhere near what it used to be for numbers or quality. I think anyone with anything between their ears whatsoever can can see that. And and that it's not just our bay. It is a lot of our bay, but there's some other areas along the coast that are in similar predicament. Yes. But uh, but you know we need some help for sure. But no we'll doubt. get there. We'll no. get there. Oh. All right, man. Well, that's uh, you pretty much covered it. Not too bad a report for January. <laughs> At least you were thorough and honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's. Yeah, that's we'll we'll have some good it. days, but, and <laughs> yeah, we still we have. You know, we still have some 15 and 60 fish days this time of year. It's just sure. the windows, are, the windows are much smaller, right? Than than they, they were in November, December, and it's always been that way, regardless yes. how many fish we have. So, all right, buddy. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about uh, hooking up and doing some winter and early spring fishing, how they get a hold of you, Steve? All right, man. Four zero nine two five six seven nine three seven. All right, hunker down. Oh uh, yeah, vortex on the way. All right, buddy. Um, I'm going to ride the Polar Express right out of town, I think. Atta boy. I'll go, go to the back ranch. to South Texas. That's where I wish <laughs> that's I was what I, right that's, now. That's what I want to do. But, right, uh, right. I, may have to, I might have to go down there and, and winterize. But anyway, yeah, I know you need to run. All right, I appreciate it, Mickey. Later, Steve. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. But we'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.